are grog. Kerry, I don't think there can be any coincidence that Adam goes into the bridge farm dairy to run it while Helen's away. David starts running the bull and almost immediately the UK goes into recession. <laughs> yeah, that is what's happened, isn't it? Although the Tories don't seem to think that we have. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Yeah, they think everything's getting better and had to be corrected on that on Radio 4. Yes, so didn't they do well, David and Adam? Yeah, they did a fantastic job. The cocktail sounded absolutely revolting. I would drink that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's because I like cherry things very much. Are you thinking of Brian Cherry? Yes, I am, Matthew. What I'm so sorry. What a fool. (laughs) But you know they say glace cherry. I prefer a maraschino cherry. You know, in that really sickly syrup in the jar, I can drink that from the jar. I basically sound like I drink anything here. Uh, You've just reminded me that I promised to bring you a bottle of ginger from Portugal, didn't I? Yes, when are you next coming over? Maybe the first week of April. Let's see. Is this an April Fool? No. Please do bring it. Bring it, bring it. I will meet you. Okay. Come down to the country, Kerry meet some animals oh okay Uh, okay there you go Kerry's cancelled on me already (laughs) enough of that ginju and i will okay let's take a, a little break and then we'll get all loved up looking to get laid this valentine's then why not chicken strut your way up to brookfield and treat your lover to a pack of josh's love eggs order now don't get pipped at the post. Gobble, gobble. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, Kerry, I mean, it is Valentine's Day, so we should get a little bit closer mm. to the mic. Should we? Yeah, and also in honour of poor Steve Wright, who used to present Steve Wright's love songs on a Sunday. Uh, was it him who did that? Yeah. I thought it was someone else. No, it was him, Kerry. Oh, sorry. Uh, okay. da, da, da. You're confusing it with Simon Bates' Our Tune. That's why I thought it was someone Jesus else. No, he had a show called Steve Wright's Love. Well, this f***ing tribute has gone tits up already, hasn't it? Listen, this is real life, love. Not everyone knows what's going on, and I certainly don't know 
What's going on? Did you listen to Steve Wright much? I did when I had like a summer job and the workplace just played him. Well, they played, they had Radio 1 on all the time. That was very early 90s. And Mm. yeah, he did actually make the last few hours of the working day a lot more bearable. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that mentioned that, you know, it it was the background to lots of like workplace activity, wasn't it, for a lot of this country? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember seeing that, those photos of him? (laughs) This is, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, but as soon as I thought of him, you know where he used to park his car in a carriage and he couldn't get out from opening the door and he had to climb out the back. No, I have no memory of that whatsoever, Kerry. Oh, it's not a fitting tribute either, but... Um, not really. I'm sorry. I feel like Sam Fox and Mick Fleetwood when they presented the Brits in 1989. Oh, God, I'd love to see that again. That was, apparently, that was recorded in 1989 yesterday. Not that... They, I don't mean they had a time machine. <laughs> Oh, so, right, okay. Is it on YouTube or something like that? Well, someone posted it on Twitter, a photo of them and a photo of the Radio Times clipping saying, tonight, the full extravaganza of the Brits and everyone is in the comments going, I hope this is on YouTube. Like they said, someone also said BBC4 should show this every evening. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to seek that out later. I had it recorded on VHS and me and my friends used to watch it quite a lot. I mean, it's just everything about it, isn't it? How very tall and thin he is, how she's up to his kneecaps, let alone the fact that they didn't know what they were talking about and had zero chemistry. And it was the most awkward watch. Can you remember where you, it's almost JFK like, can you remember where you were when you watched it? I remember vividly. I was in Wakefield. I don't know which room I was in you know which house I was in kind of thing I can't picture where were you listeners I was sitting sitting in my living room in Kingswood listeners if you remember where you were when you watched Mick Fleetwood and Sam Fox present the Brits in 1989 (laughs) let us know send us your memories Kerry we digress we have a bit haven't we oh my goodness let's get right back to David at the bull Derek Fletcher falling off a chair Jolene feeling that that warrants calling the police (laughs) yeah That's clearly a delayed effect of being talked to by David for 12 minutes. It's kind of like the five finger death punch in Kill Bill. It takes a while to kick in, but eventually like your heart explodes and you collapse. You just topple off this chair. (laughs) Off your bar stool and the police arrive. He was trying to be helpful, David, wasn't he? And immediately wound Lillian right up because he wasn't doing exactly what she wanted him to do at precisely the moment she wanted him to do it. Yeah. Were you on her side or his side with that argy-bargy? I was kind of on her side because he wasn't pulling his weight. He was dicking around, wasn't he, with the cherry flings? Well, not even that. He just thought he needed to chat to the customers, add a bit of customer service. I know it's the archers, but wouldn't you just call an agency and get someone who knows how to work behind a bar in for a week? Lillian and Justin are hardly scrabbling around for money, are they? Mm. And also, David's always going on about how hot, tough it is running Brookfield and how stressed out he is. And apparently he can just take a week off and leave Ruth and Pip in the shit. Yeah, I quite like that though, don't you? Oh yeah, I mean, he's delighted. And the fact that they're not really questioning it. When Ruth was reeling off that list of things, she said, David's beef orders, she has to manage those. That sounds like he's getting beef orders delivered to him <laughs> daily, like some sort of like delivery thing. He sits there with a massive bib and she just like puts them on the table and he wolfs into them. Very um, time consuming. Carving is next week, apparently. Carving the beef. 
Yeah, well, either that or Ian's opened up a kebab van as well. Accounts, livestock, printers on its last legs, and an, a tractor insurance policy. What the fuck is Leonard doing? He's slacking. He should be all over this. <laughs> who has a printer anyway anymore? Only those fuckers. Idiots, that's it. <laughs> the reason Leonard's not doing it is he's too busy dancing around the house to pump up the jam because it's the anniversary of Phil's death. <laughs> <laughs> what a good song to choose for him. <laughs> oh, God. Tony helped with a calf, didn't he? Yeah, An he early did. calf. Yeah, the bull thing, going back to that slightly, we then learned that Kenton, because Lillian and David were at each other's throats, really rowing. Kenton hobbled in. You could hear his crutches to basically cry and have a breakdown because he believes he might have PTSD or some form of that from the dog attack and hearing all these loud noises. PTDD, isn't it? Post-traumatic David disorder. <laughs> Post-David stress disorder. <laughs> PDSD. But they did then, because Kenton went, this is horrible you're making everything worse Dave was like don't you worry I'll make sure everything runs smoothly and I'll do it quietly as well thanks Dave sorted Lillian meanwhile was huffing away wasn't she <laughs> outside on a vape or a bong or something not sure <laughs> I thought she was back on the proper fags didn't you uh, it was hearty drags wasn't it she is annoying though yeah she said to David far be it from me to teach you to suck eggs is that what she was sucking on in the car park. Yeah, because Alice was like, I thought you'd given up. <laughs> Imagine she's there. <laughs> Loads of piles of eggshells around. Uh, so the bull, jo um, Jolene's jumpy as fuck, isn't she? Yeah. Kenton feels guilty that she's feeling that way and has insufficient cover. It's all going a bit to shit there, isn't it? How long is this going to go on for? It sounds like David's going to be there next week as well. Yeah. The only good thing was that Harrison went, oh, I'll have two of those cherry flings. I like living life on edge. Two for 15 pounds. David was trying to price it, wasn't he? Apparently he was using their premium Prosecco. Is there such a thing? I reckon it's the one from Lidl. <laughs> That he was vigorously shaking this bloody cocktail that had fizz soda and Prosecco in and biffed Lillian in the face. That didn't help, really, did it? <laughs> I did actually quite enjoy that moment. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. You were lucky I wasn't going at full speed. <laughs> but I think David just becomes a blur when he makes a cocktail at full speed. It was quite, it was really vigorous and went on for ages, didn't it? Yeah. Harrison said, you never told me you had Tom Cruise behind the bar waiting for david to start going actually would you have five minutes to talk about scientology while i pour you your shires <laughs> you see that was it was all okay that, do you know i it was another week where i thought as i was listening first time round, i was like nothing 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 listened again it's like oh there's quite a lot going on here lillian's going to be lillian and kenton will probably sit down to do the numbers in a couple of weeks and they'll be hang on we sold 117 barrels of shires but we made a loss like david's doubled in size <laughs> Yeah. Or they'll say, hang on, on Valentine's Day, we made a bloody fortune. And there's like 500 cherry flings have been sold. Lillian accidentally called it a chubby fling. You know, <laughs> tastelessly forgetting that that's what Jolene gave Sid in the shower. Oh, Matthew. It is Valentine's week. Chubby fling. There wasn't much Valentine's activity on Valentine's Day, really, was there? There was the silly old card thing at the vets. Do you want to talk about that? Sorry, I sound like a therapist. Yeah. How did it make you feel, Kerry? <laughs>
Well, Alistair, who I like, received a card in a red envelope, which Paul latched onto straight away. And it turned out it was from side Courting. Yeah, okay. Which he joined just after Shula, so that fits. And lost his password. Yeah, what do you think it was? Shula's a <laughs> Cardigan hate. <laughs> God is dead. <laughs> He kept sort of saying to Denise, oh, but, you know, I'm not really into these apps. It's really not me. I, I don't really want to look for anybody. Uh, she's like, oh, don't you? Why is that then? I think you should. What, what are you doing? And Paul was like, oh, you're actually, uh, without trying to sound a bit funny, you're quite fit in a cosy kind of way. <laughs> you're quite a catch. It was like a, a game of Ambridge Cluedo, wasn't it? He accused Denise of sending the card. He did, yes. That's a bit dodgy, isn't it? He is a bit. And she said, like, of course she wouldn't send it because it's massively inappropriate. And then she said, it's beyond cheesy. Which I thought that was the name of Helen and Kate's planned holistic health centre. <laughs> yeah, I thought when she said, oh, I wouldn't do that. It's really inappropriate that the card was really inappropriate for the workplace. Who were the suspects? There was... There was someone with a gecko. Bridie Cameron. Had a gecko. Yep, normal. Someone called Judith with a chinchilla. There was a bloke. Yeah, he was a breeder of some something. I don't know what. A massive attack dogs. <laughs> Mandy Beesborough has something. I can't remember what it was. Maybe she keeps bees, Mandy Beesborough. <laughs> in her bra, hence the name. Beesborough. Mandy Beesborough. <laughs> but apparently, Paul seems to be oblivious to their attraction doesn't he yeah what's going to happen now because he's buggering off to san lucia to see his grandma alistair cannot believe his luck that grandma patricia's broken herself so they've got to go to st lucia which means that the dad and paul are out of the picture yeah denise said to paul you better go now dad's booking the flights i was expecting alistair to say actually i've already booked them <laughs> yeah they're singles <laughs> Like your mum's going to be in about five minutes. And then the phone pinged off, didn't it? And it was the lovely Lisa. Yes, he got a match. Yeah, will we meet Lisa, I wonder? I hope so. I hope it's going to be a repeat of Roy and Layla. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The extremely tall woman. Because when Lisa was mentioned, Denise having sort of gone, yeah, you should. Yeah, why not? When that ping came through, she was like, oh, she changed her tune, didn't she? They weren't a bit pissy teenager, didn't they? He was like, they did. Maybe you should. Maybe I will. Good. Good. Yeah. Go Whatever. on then. I'm glad. Don't I'm glad too. I'm gladder. <laughs> film it. Show me it. Yeah. I'll watch. <laughs> I'll film myself watching it. <laughs> <laughs> but what will happen is Paul, whilst away with the broken boned grandma, he will come back, goodness knows when to discover a bit further down the line that whilst he was away on this family emergency mission under lots of stress that his mum and Alistair were at it don't you think he's going to get really annoyed yeah I, I hope he walks in on them ah Judas Chinchilla will be out for the count and they'll be getting it on in the next bed oh, what on the sort of surgery table or whatever they are Paul said to him well you're never going to meet anyone Alistair because who is it your dad Jazzer or the people you work with. Don't forget the animals, Paul. <laughs> They're right for the count most of the time. Oh, God. No. They're going to be a staff member down now. I thought Alistair would be like, 
we'll just get David in. Yeah. <laughs> David will cover you, Paul. Yeah. Don't worry. The super sub. Next thing you know, Jacob's got being like, Alastair, there's been a problem with Mr. Pocock's badger. <laughs> Came in, fizz a fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> I only needed his ears checking. Dead he is. Dead he is of strangulation. <laughs> What did you give him, David? Uh, seven cherry flings. <laughs> Fell off the chair. <laughs> I don't know what. I was literally just talking to that badger and he keeled over. <laughs> yeah, so Denise is a bit of a stick in the mud, dry old bore at the moment. Yeah, they're in strange territory here, aren't they? Because it's quite clear that they love, e love each other and that they like each other. <laughs> Sorry, Valentine's yeah. went to my head then. They're in the, the f***y friend zone, aren't they? Well, it's a forbidden zone because of the husband. Yeah. Maybe husband will sort of reassess things and stay in St. Lucia forever. Yep. Knowing that his relationship with Denise was a bit rocky anyway. That will lead to Denise and Alistair able to get together. and But there'll be friction, won't they? Because they're all in the workplace. There's Paul right there with bits of resentment, I imagine. How Jacob hasn't picked up on this and just completely outed them to their face yet is a miracle. I think, were there not hints that he had? Do you remember when Alistair wrote the speech for Jacob to read at Denise's award, but he didn't seem to clock that that was written from a, a place of desire? He just thought that Alistair had done him a solid and, and the fact was Denise was like, thank you, Jacob. That, that was incredible, that speech. I was really moved by it. And Alistair's never come clean, has he? So that's he's still got that in the locker. Yes, because that was a real, is it? Oh, it's not Manon de Source, is it? The, what's the other one? With Gerard Depardieu in it. It's, we don't talk about Gerard Depardieu anymore, do we? No, but it was, you know, that thing, you know, the long-nosed man. That's Cyrano de Bergerac. Yes, surrounded Bergerac, but Man on the Source is uh, to do with that as well, isn't it? So the sequel. As opposed to um, Harrison, when he's getting into the cocktails, he's Man on the Source. <laughs> Matthew, that was very quick. It's a stinker. Sorry. Are you are you on the source? I'm having a small this glass evening. of red wine, yes. Oh, not a cherry fling then. No. Mm -mm. What's your cocktail of choice, Kerry? Ah, now, I like... A margarita. Me too. Oh. I don't like them being arsed with either. I just want a normal margarita. Yeah. Oh, gosh. There's something so refreshing and the salty rim. Absolutely love it. Do you lick the rim? I do. Mm -mm. Not all of it in one go. Little bits at a time. No. But it's good to mix it up, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there was the kitten clinic that we didn't actually get to endure so that was quite good because hilda was liable to make it bedlam valentine's day massacre in kitten form mm -hmm. and of course social media had brought five sign-ups to kitten clinic because you can't do anything in ambridge without social media wasn't it meant to be a puppy club originally and now kitty clinic has just kind of spawned out of the side of it what happens at kitty clinic I don't know, but I imagine you just put a bunch of cats in a room, which is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like a group of cats. I imagine it's just, they don't listen to anything you say, do they? Mm. I don't know. I'm not, I can't talk on this subject. 
I reckon they're going to be doing puppy club. And for some reason, Kenton's going to pop into Lovell James and he's going to like trip over, fall down on the floor and all these little puppies are going to start licking him and he's going to have a massive PTSD attack. Oh, we're waiting, aren't we? He hasn't mentioned the big dog at Linda's. He just, he's having a lovely time. He had a roast there, didn't he, that he liked. And he also said, oh, that was an interesting thing where he ordered a bottle of house white for Linda and Robert who were parking the car. Yeah. I was so I was a bit surprised that they're driving and drinking. Unless Linda has the whole bottle and Robert drives. <laughs> Robert's the type of guy that has like a half a glass and lets Linda down the rest. Oh, that's okay then. And then she goes up and wrestles Derek Fletcher off his chair. <laughs> yeah, that's what caused the bedlam. <laughs> Some old kind of flour and produce beef. She's like staggering about. Yeah. What are you fucking <laughs> looking at, Fletcher? I say. Leave it out. <laughs> Puppy parties? No way, mate. Kitten club? Forget it. You want Mixmaster Freddy's Rabbit Rave every Friday after hours at Lovell James. <laughs> oh, no. Looks like Mr. Flopsy's got under the decks and found my stash. Freddy, the busies are here. Flush the lot. 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Harrison suddenly developed good judge of character. Yes, he doesn't like horsey folk. No, you could say he was a naysayer. <laughs> but Fallon said, oh, what about Chris? He was like, he's not horsey, is he? He just clangs things. He's like staff to them. Yeah, yeah he's got a, a feeling about Harry, hasn't he, that he's not 
Also, it didn't help that he wasn't keen on the fact that children were allowed at the mini golf. <laughs> yeah. That seemed to get on his nerves, our Harrison. Yeah, but Harry suggested to him, get your police badge out. And I thought Harrison was be like, that's just a good point. Right, you lot, yeah. you're all under arrest. What the hell was Harry saying about there was one kid who was good at her swing? And Harry went, oh, her parents should monetize that. That's a bit weird, isn't it? He's a capitalist pig, isn't he? Good heavens. What did you think of Fallon's Harrison impression? It was quite good, wasn't it? Deeply offensive. Yes. Racist, actually, that's a hate crime, Fallon. I'm going to have to arrest you. <laughs> yeah, it was good. What was that about? Um, oh, it was his suggestion to do the mini golf, wasn't it? It was like, I can't remember what she said at all. She was like, was... e up. I reckon it'd be. I love a bit of mini golf, me. Oh, let's get everybody in village. Is it mini golf? Is it crazy golf? Well, there's a difference, isn't there? I saw a few people getting their crotchless knickers in a twist about this. But crazy golf is when you have to go through a windmill and up a dolphin's backside, isn't it? And mini golf <laughs> is simply just a mini golf course, uh-huh. maybe with a couple of bumps or something. I say that because I played in a mini golf tournament last year and won. A mini golf tournament. You make it sound like it was bloody Wimbledon or something. <laughs> was it televised, this mini golf tournament that you won, Matthew? It may not have been a tournament. What was the prize money? Um, there wasn't any prize money. My, you know, kudos, that was the prize money. You know, I said that um, at my workplace, we're doing one activity per month on a rotor, blah, blah, blah. I am getting my workplace people to do indoor golf in Shoreditch in March. In Shoreditch? Yeah. All right. Best start growing your beards now. <laughs> I'm ahead of that. Right. <laughs> Harrison said, I've already met him in relation to Harry. Yes. When did Harrison meet Harry? Was it to do with the... Oh, no, it can't be to do with the impalement, can it? I don't think so. No. Um, I really want to mine the recesses of your extensive mind here, Carrie, and memory. When have they met and in relation to what? Yeah, I did make a note of that and I thought you would know. (laughs) Bugger. Because I can't remember this happening. The only social event where Harry has met people other than Alice's family is when he went... He was in the pub before, wasn't he? But he went to dinner and Jacob and Kate were there and we thought we were going to hear him getting interrogated by Jacob and that never happened. Oh, but did Harrison come over to the table? Yes, he was out, wasn't he? Oh! He he... was out with some police colleagues at the restaurant. At the Indian, yes. Well done, Harry. God, I actually bloody remembered something. Hang on, we need some music for that. Yeah, something triumphant. Yeah. Like in the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, he leant over, didn't he? He went, all right, I'll come here with the boys at least once a fortnight. Lambuna, is it? Yeah, he, Harrison was odd. Harry was less odd at that thing, wasn't he? Yeah. meeting but maybe he's got his maybe there are some hidden spidey senses and and they're twitching with harry the first time i think we were supposed to believe harrison was a little bit lubricated wasn't he he sounded yeah he'd had a few kingfishers and yes. i don't just mean he'd been down the riverbank eating them oh look a kingfisher <laughs> <laughs> was there anything wrong with harry's question the initial one i don't think so have you got kids Normal question, I I think. You see a couple, you know they've been together a while, don't know much about them. Quite an innocent question that I think. Yes, it can be dangerous territory if you probe further, which he then immediately did. What what was the follow-up question? I know what it was because 
to be honest with you, I'm actually going to stick up a little bit for Harry here because he said, do you have kids? Harrison and Fallon's answers were one of them said yes to start off with. Then the other was like, no. <laughs> then they went, oh, no, no, actually, it's not yes, it's no. So they were really sort of floundering. And if someone's sort of going, well, yes, but no, you might then ask, oh, you're not pregnant, are you? Because, you know, like they're sort of having children but haven't got them yet. So in a way, although on the surface at first when I listened to it, I thought, God, that's outrageous. You need to be really careful asking such questions of couples. You don't know what their situation is, blah, blah, blah. Because of how they'd responded to his initial question, I think it was not actually that. I don't can't believe I'm saying this. This is Kerry, right? Yes. Hello. <laughs> OK, just checking. Do, do you get... You are right. I thought the yes, no was in response to a second question. Didn't he follow it up uh, with, are you planning to have some or do you want some? Right. The only notes I made were about, oh, you're not pregnant, are you? Because of, so maybe there was a middle bit that I've missed. Alice spoke for all of us when she went, Harry, uh, stop talking. Yeah. I reckon that was actually a note passed from the producer that she read out on air by mistake. Yes. Stop talking. Uh, leave but the studio. Uh, go to the go to Birmingham New Street. Never come back. Think about what you're doing. Have a little think. Sit on that chair facing the wall. Harrison sulked off, didn't he? And I'm off to get some beers or something in a half. And I liked that Harry then said, they're not having IVF, are they? And I was like, well, they're not having IVF at the mini golf. <laughs> it sounded like he'd huffed off. That would be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy IVF in a windmill. Um... <laughs> yeah but it led to it did it stimulated the chat actually on valentine's between fallon and harrison via fallon having a chat with alice about it and alice was quite good i thought she was like we need to just have a conversation about this have you spoken to it at all since you did made your decision and harrison said i'm happy how we are I would have liked kids, but actually it's better because what I've done is chosen me and you. Yeah, I thought you did quite well. Mm. Is that the end of it, though? Do you think it is a resolved situation between the pair of them? I hope so. I don't want that to be a, re a recycled storyline every few years. Mm. I think we're more likely to have some kind of lazy biological clock storyline crop up at some point. Alice's theory is that they will like him because she likes him. Now, I don't want to piss on your chips, Alice. We know you <laughs> like Harry. No one else does. Nope. Lillian. And she's an idiot. You know, she's ran off with the vibrating Harry figure from Fkaroo. Yeah. She drinks loads of gin and she's on a bong in a car park <laughs> all the time. Sucking eggs. <laughs> yeah. She's a right egg sucker. Don't trust her. She's Elizabeth Taylor who was off her face all the time. Well, there you go. Kerry put the mm. case for Harry. We live in changing times. Who knew? Should we say a little bit about those practical lull makers over at the Bridge Farm Dairy? Yes, let's. That should have been in last week's episode. That felt very clunky dropping that in. Yeah, it was stretched, wasn't it, into this one? Yeah. I quite enjoyed it, though, man. I liked Tony. Oh, good, good, good. Tony taking... Adam to task and being very strict. Very sad, but there we are. Adam, you're sacked. And I was expecting Susan to go, yeah, right. It was all his fault, actually, Tony. <laughs> I'm so glad you yeah, fired him. We hate you've him. You've made the right decision. Drives us f***ing mad. Yeah. 
Tony was excellent at that, I thought. And I know we've had um, communication from Jeff, haven't we, from Ambridge on the Couch, who absolutely cannot abide Tony. I didn't realise. Unhinged. Until this his dislike of Tony. Very. It makes you <laughs> seem like the, the official runner of the Tony fan club. I get scared <laughs> I when he talks about Tony. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I heard him on Ambridge on the Couch saying he drives him mad but then when he was messaging us it was, he was frothing wasn't he yeah i've reported it as a hate crime have you <laughs> to harrison <Yeah. laughs> but having um tony getting very serious and sort of saying your actions have placed our family business in jeopardy and adam was there going yes it was all my fault <laughs> no it was really i actually thought it was quite funny I hope this is a warning to the rest of you. And Clary and Susan, oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, yeah, very definitely a warning. We won't do it ever again. He was saying last week he didn't even want to be paid for extra work he was doing at the dairy. And then Susan was saying, like, oh, I was so worried about how you were going to put food on the table. I'm Again, where does the money come from in that partnership? Ian, it's just bizarre. I mean, I'm not complaining that we don't have Ian making fantasy pizzas anymore. Or we don't hear about it, at least, very often. But he's head of food, Ian, isn't he? I'm sure they're paid at least 200 grand. <laughs> yeah. And it, Heads of food. And he doesn't need to put food on the table. He just like slams Ian down on the table and takes a bite off his frontal lobe every evening. <laughs> I, I've, what I really wanted was Tony right at the end of the episode to go, <laughs> actually, Adam, uh, you are fired. Yeah. Double bluff. <laughs> it was lols, wasn't it? When Tony did the ringing back... And Adam was like, tell him, Tony, tell him. And Tony was like, you're fired, Adam. He turned into a bit of a um, Lord Sugar, didn't he? They were really cocking themselves laughing. That went a bit far, the laughter. Can't have too much laughter, thank <laughs> Looking for a place to kick back and have a hoot this Valentine's? We've got just the place. Jill and Leonard's Caravan of Love. Taking bookings now. Complimentary signature lemon jizzle cake on arrival. Wait, is that a typo? Apparently not. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kerry, you know we have a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. Yeah, anyone can join there. 
you just need to answer a very simple question and as i said last week there are multiple answers to that question and i even let someone in for saying two phones tony once <laughs> so you know anything goes <laughs> over there i asked this week with love in the air we we're wondering what would be some of the archers characters getting it on songs angela radice said wild horses for alice and harry i don't want to think about that <laughs> sweet dreams are made of cheese helen and whoever the cat crept in tony and pat crept in where do you know that song the cat crept in yeah don't no educate me the cat crept in crept out again the cat crept in crept out again is it by depeche mode <laughs> it's a sort of rockabilly type thing in my mind anyway rob williams said feel like making silage i presume that's david <laughs> I suggested Up on the Roof by David, as is getting it on song. Yeah. Which Brian said, uh, likewise, anything for Nigel by The Fall. <laughs> Hilary Hall said, addicted to love, Alice and Harry. Oh, it's a low blow. But what a song. Zombie Robert Palmer. I mentioned that, didn't I, once? My favourite ever letter into Viz was just someone who very randomly said, wouldn't it be great if Robert Palmer came back as a zombie? <laughs> all by Myself by Brian. Oh. Against All Odds, Alistair and Denise. And ain't no mountain high enough. Anyone in Lakey Hill? <laughs> Ian Roberts said, who let the dogs out? Kenton and Jolene. David Mullis has also Good. said, up on the roof, stroke Ruth. <laughs> David, up on the roof. That's a getting, getting it on the song. <laughs> She's up on the David, isn't she? <laughs> Heather suggested, I've got a brand new combine harvester. Great. Jane shared a song, don't put no beans in my chilli. I presume that's for uh, Susan and Neil, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think beans dampen the ardour? Mind you, I mean, it might be good for David. He likes to gas badgers, doesn't he? He shopped the badger. Accounts differ, Kerry. Some people thought he ran it over in his car. Some people, you think he shot it. Some people think he gassed it. Gassed. I love your West Country when it pops oh, out. You're welcome, Kerry. Uh, Leo said, Falling <laughs> Off the Edge of the World by Black Sabbath and featuring Nigel Partiter. Oh, poor Nigel. He's getting a kick in. I Touch Myself by Shula and Neil. Oh, that's a good song as well. Hilary Hall said, Not Sowing the Seeds of Love, Harrison and Fallon. Well, they're sowing the seeds of love. They're just not going anywhere, are they? <laughs> Vicky su suggested Just the Two of Us, Fallon and Harrison. And Susie Quest had said, Money Makes the World Go Round from Cabaret for Justin and Lynn. Right. I thought that was going to be Natasha, actually. Dave Howard said, Crazy Horses for Alice and Harry. And Harry and Alice, You're So Vain. Helen anyone toxic do you know that I'm listening to Britney Spears's autobiography I know you are yeah Kenton and Jolene could get it onto Deep Purple's Mad Dog <laughs> Tony and Hilda the love cats <laughs> some very disturbing ones here on Patreon well Louis said I'm a cider drinker Freddy but I'm revolted by the idea of him feeling frisky every time his phone goes off <laughs> maybe Combine Harvester for Eddie and Clary. Do you know who sings I've Got a Brand New Combine Harvester and I'm a Cider Drinker, Carrie, by any chance? The worst. Oh, yeah, well done. I am a cider drinker. Audrianne reckons Stella would be big into Katie Lang or Melissa Etheridge, as any proper lesbian yeah, mentor yeah. would. Uh, Tony and Pat, she cool. thinks my tractor is sexy by Kenny Chesney. You familiar with that one, Carrie? Mm -mm. No, I had a gulp of a drink then and it nearly came out of my nostrils. <laughs> Gillian Corrigan said, Cake by the Ocean, in brackets lemon drizzle for Jill and Leonard. Rock the Boat by Rex and whoever. Courtney got in touch. She said, Adam and Ian, knock on wood. <laughs> oh, hello, Courtney. He's been messaging me from time to time in various DM forums. Uh, some very interesting things to say, isn't he? Oh, God, yes, yes. Pip and Stella, anything by the Scissor Sisters. Philip Moss and his prison wife, Brittany's I'm a slave for you. Helen and Rob, 
unhinged melody and Pat and Tony, the soup soup <laughs> song by Cher. Yes, get in. <laughs> Who sent that Courtney, in? We're all of those. <laughs> They're all amazing. Kate Melnick <laughs> said, instantly Googled top most rousing hymns to find Shula's jam and found Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. Not one I'm familiar with, but no doubt a banger. I'm more troubled at the Perfect. idea of trying to find Shula's jam. Does that mean you're trying to find a song that Shula likes to listen to? Or are you, is it some kind of... Pants-related. Yeah, is it this one. Yuck. The, this is the cherry on the cherry fling cake. Michelle White said, Oh, God, I reckon Harry would have sex to that awful rhythmical enigma song. The one with the monks. <laughs> yes. I know it. I know it. Many apologies for the awful images this might invoke. Jessa North reckons uh, her album of Dusty Springfield and Stevie Nicks covers. Does that mean she listens to herself when she's on her own? When she's getting it on? That sounds a bit weird. She reckons Shula would listen to Gregorian chants. And she reckons Freddie acts like he wants to listen to... But really, you can only get it up for Unchained Melody. I have... I mean, there's a bunch of disturbing images. Our listeners are absolutely bloody brilliant. They just get it, don't they? Very good. The bulk of those at the end there were from our patrons. And yeah, if you want to support the Cider Shed, go over to www.patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed and give us a little helping hand. We're very grateful for all of that. People that did would have heard our midweek special in which we took time out to pay tribute to the absolute legend that is Stroke was Trevor Fry when he visited Ambridge in October. Mm. I mean, 2021 wasn't it for someone to only be in two episodes yeah. possibly three but i think it was just two when we planned to do that i thought we're just gonna explain the badger thing a bit but yeah, yeah it just it kind of took on a life of its own didn't it yes i highly recommend whether you sign up to patreon or not <laughs> i'd rather you did but um go back to the october 31st 2021 episode start from minute 39 of the omnibus and listen to that whole pub scene and Tony, Rex, a little bit of Russ sprinkled in between the scenes. Brilliant acting by, I can't remember his name again. Julian Ryan Tut. Thank you. Just to jump back to our Facebook just for a second, we got some really nice comments this week. Rob Williams said, I always think of Hannah Fry as the Kerry Warbis of maths. Kerry clearly not having uh-huh. a clue who Hannah Fry was last week with no fellow redhead appreciation there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Rob. You have to cut Kerry some slack. If Hannah Fry had been on "I'm a Celebrity, Bake Me This Cake in a Jungle" for my big brother, she'd know who she is, but she doesn't. <laughs> oh, low blow. My mum's a maths teacher as well. Should know, shouldn't I? These mathematicians. Uh, Ian Roberts said, "Thanks for the helpful and lovely Badger recap." It's obviously in relation to the Patreon. And James Griffith said, "Listening to Wednesday's Patreon, I did that awful thing where I laughed so much I couldn't breathe. Stop for a moment and then laugh again. I thought I'd have a heart attack." James, take it easy. And he said, rinse and repeat. I love listening to you two so much. I have a great life anyway, but you two, in brackets, and Peter, when he turns up, are the icing on the cake. Aw, thanks for that, James. Thank you, James. Gail Robinson sent me a photo of her, sent us a photo of her Yorkshire puddings. Um, Nice. (laughs) They look a bit like those massive radars that emit and receive messages from aliens out in space. But yeah, they look very impressive. She wrote, barely an inch tall. Sad emoji. They tasted good in anyway. <laughs> P.S. Hannah Fry is brilliant. Brian Sefton said, hi, was absolutely chuffed to hear Detective Constable Brian get a mention in the pod. 
Neil Pocock got in touch to say, and what exactly is wrong with the name Pocock? <laughs> Is he really a Pocock or has he said he's, no, a, he's Pocock. a Pocock? Okay. Uh, to which I said, absolutely nothing, Gov. Also, try growing up with the surname Weir. <laughs> TR Tox said, what's wrong with Weir? And then she spelt a name, I'm a T-O-K-A-R-C-Z-Y-K. No one can pronounce it or spell it. Tokashik. Yeah, she said people often pronounce it as too car sick. I wonder what the origin of Pocock is the name is it something from peacock oh it is the english a variant of peacock climate there you go G give me a bbc2 six-parter where does your name come from mm. me and Kerry just sit there guessing if you want us to guess the origin <laughs> of your name on air you can get in touch with yeah. us through any of our dms through any of our socials or our email at hello at the cidershed.com and we'll We'll give it a go. In terms of that midweek special we did, Daniel Millerchip said, Oh my goodness, the archer so often leads me to teary despair, but the outro to this got me in the feels in a wonderful way. I missed this period in the tentative return to Ambridge after the unbearable monologues. More Ambridge archives, please. Lindbergh said, Julian Ryan Tut also plays Rumpole of the Bailey in the radio drama version. Methinks the judge talk was an inside joke, except I didn't realise Julian Ryan Tut was Trevor at the time, so it completely went over my head until now. Badger! Badger! <laughs> Jane Croucher said, brilliant as always. I'd forgotten that classic and would love to listen again. It was right in the middle of the draconian COVID lockdowns in Germany and the archers, and of course you guys, made a great effort to keep me sane in that awful time. You failed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, Jesus Christ, if people are relying on, on us to keep them sane. If you fancy it, go and have a listen to that Trevor episode. I, I really enjoyed doing it mm. and it was wonderful just to hear him again. I, do you know what I thought? Even, yeah. obviously, I edit the thing and I have a listen back. I even thought at the time, when people grieve, sometimes the way they grieve is they over-talk. They talk nervously, don't they? They get kind of verbal diarrhoea. Mm. How do we know that that just wasn't what was happening with his character? There's only one way to find out, Matthew. Bring back Trevor. Something very interesting happened. So here's two things I think linked together, right? Catherine Jebbett said, not wishing to sound geeky, but when I listened to AA The Archer's interview with Eddie Grundy, he mentioned the story of Badger. It originated long before the Burt episode, though now for the middle-aged lady part, I've completely forgotten what he said. Then somebody posted something very interesting to the page. So this was from Paul Room, and he said, it freaks me out every time I hear Badger on the Cider Shed podcast. Badger! as it causes my spontaneous reply of fat and the salute as per this info i still abide to from the eddie grundy fan club in 1987. so i think this explains that we had a bit of an in joke going on here an eddie grundy fan club set up in the 80s that was based in sutton in surrey and they used to send out what obviously was kind of a, a hand typed letter and it says, Dear new members, I'd just like to welcome you to the world's most exciting fan club, as we offer something that no other fan club offers. Dash. Me. Anyway, I look forward to meeting you at some future gig. Till then, cheers. And it's signed, Eddie Grundy. The fan club has its own greeting words. A member on spotting a fellow badge wearer says, Badger, which is met with the reply, Bat. Below is an illustration of the club's sign. I look forward to meeting you at one of the Eddie Ups. And below is an illustration of someone who looks like that chap from ELO. 
I thought you looked like Dave Lee Travis. Um, You're thinking of Jeff Lynn, aren't you? Yeah, standing to attention. And he's sort of doing the V for victory sign with the with the back of his hand pressed against his forehead. That is the sign. Yeah. Wow. Illustrated here is the fan club salute, which is delivered smartly. The greeting words being uttered as the knuckles strike the forehead. <laughs> so if you're on our facebook group who's brian that's obviously the guy who runs the fan club i know but who is he i want to know who he you know oh uh, yeah paul we need far more information on this please mm. diane has commented i love a man who can follow orders paul room <laughs> jesus get a room <laughs> literally she is getting a room by the sound of it Paul Room said, it's not without its dangers, though. I often listen while doing nothing ironing. If the badger sound clip is used and I reflexly do the salute, iron your face. <laughs> Imagine, like, wandering around town listening to us, you know, or sitting on a train or something. And when we go badger, they just do that palm salute I'm thing. quite jealous of the fact that it looked like there was an Eddie Grundy sweatshirt at some point. Yeah, with the cow horns on. Yeah, Paul, we want to know more about this, okay? So mm. please let us know. Kerry, what about our other socials? Yeah, we're on At The Cider Shed Club. No, we're not a club. What? That's the Eddie Grundy Club. <laughs> Badger. <laughs> Badger. We're now changed. What do you say, Kerry? I shout Badger. You say? Bat. And do the salute, even though I can't see you. Are you doing it? Yeah. Kerry's just poured her wine in her own face. <laughs> we're At The Cider Shed Pod on twitter come along there hashtag the archers and on blue sky we are at the cider shed pod dot b sky dot social we also have an instagram which is at the cider shed pod a couple of people did actually take it upon themselves when apple faced them down to write reviews on there uh, one of them was from liam should win a tony a cracking podcast that i've enjoyed since day one off-piste crack wonder if they're oft pished definite weekend treat five <laughs> stars and he has put a small disclaimer underneath i mean a tony as in an award not a boring guitar phobe <laughs> and what a shame that that can't be put on apple somehow yeah it's a good great review so please guys if you feel like writing a review please do it really helps the podcast really helps the reach and if yeah if you're so inclined give us a little helping hand on patreon too all right kerry you got any valentine's treats lined up for the week end <laughs> Yeah, end. No, no, I haven't. No? I didn't this week and I haven't. No, the bin men came on Valentine's. That was it. <laughs> the bin men came. That's quite romantic. <laughs> what a service you're providing, Kerry. <laughs> oh, that was absolutely, totally unintentional. But they did. Didn't Deliveroo do another strike? They did. Yeah, I was coming back from the hairdressers, Matthew, and my taxi got caught up in the Deliveroo motorbike parade. Were they thing. beeping off? Procession. They were. It was loads of beeping. Mm. It was like a sort of police escort. Loads of motorbikes around my taxi. <laughs> hey, I've just thought mm. who does uh, David's beef orders? Deliver Moo. <laughs> yes. And on that bombshell. Yeah, everyone, take care. Oh, that was fun. Love you, Matthew. Love you too, Gary. Love you all, listeners. Happy Valentine's week thing. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. But wait, there's more. So, Kerry, we get to Friday night. And what did you describe it on Twitter? A tale of two drunks. I did, yeah. 
it was the worst of times. Harry, it was the best of times. Tony. Yeah, poor Tony just wants to have a fun 73rd birthday. <laughs> and he's got David on his back every five minutes. It was funny that David, in trying to create a less stressful environment, caused a more stressful environment. Classic, wasn't it, really? And the only person that didn't really care about any of that was Tony, wasn't it? He was just yeah. so leathered. He was like, oh, that's lovely. Do you, that bit where he went to go away from the bar, he went, if I can't have fun on my 70, 73rd birthday, when can I? And you just heard him go, way. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. And, and what made it extra good, quite apart from the very brilliant drunk acting, was that Pat wasn't involved yeah. at all. It was just you know, him conversing at the bar each time, wasn't it? He wasn't in amongst the group that he was there at the ball with. Yeah, um, I think that's a suspension of disbelief thing because had Pat been in that scene, it's hard to believe she would be happy with him being in that state. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? But you're right. That's exactly what would happen because the control has gone. <laughs> Honestly, if you had to have drunk Tony mm. and at the same time you've got Pat, Tom, Natasha... Well, it's not Helen because she's she's on the longest holiday ever. <laughs> I just think it doesn't work. They don't allow Tony to be in that condition or Pat yeah. would be nagging him. Yeah. Do you think because it was Tony's birthday, do you think she made a special soup that had like candles floating <laughs> in the top of the soup? Exactly that. Yeah, the Tony acting was great, I thought. He's laughing and like trying to pay with his bus pass. And he, and then towards the end, there was that bit where, where he was giving a slight lecture about how important siblings are yeah. and how lucky they are to have each other, Kenton and David. And that is what drunk people do, isn't it? They sort of like truth bombs happen in quite serious mode in the midst of messy hilarity. Yeah, I, I like the way it was the turning point for Kenton on his opinion of Tony's state was like, he's shit-faced when, he when he'd suggested <laughs> him and David be close to each other. Yeah, he's definitely out of off his face, isn't he, if he's saying that sort of thing. Kenton also didn't want to throw Tony out because he was about to pay for a 40 quid round. His priority. I mean, it is illegal to knowingly serve intoxicated people in a pub. I know that's a bit of a, a joke, but it is. Yeah, where do you draw the line? <laughs> On Tony's face when he falls asleep. <laughs> you draw the line when someone like Harry is doing what they're doing, don't you? It was funny that there was like, it was a tale of two bar rings from clubs as well, wasn't it? Harry from the Felpsham bar or, and the H Hilda from Kitten Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One was snarling, getting their claws out and wanting to fight everyone. And uh, the other one was Hilda. <laughs> yeah. Did you twig, you know, like early on, on the Friday episode where they were, Harrison was talking to mom. Well, it's nice that he works with his mom, isn't it? <laughs> she alluded to, oh no, he said, I've got to go and deal with a drunkard who's refusing to keep his pants on. Did you think, is that going to be Harry? I didn't. I initially mm. thought Tony had got his bus pass, got on the bus and went into Felpersham. Oh dear, that would have been good, wouldn't it? If it, the tables had been turned. The moment I heard the voice, I was quite shocked, actually. The way that he was like, let me in, I need a piss. He, he was still doing that thing where he was going, mate, at the end of sentences in that really aggressive way. It's weird, isn't it, when a word that's supposedly to do with having a friend is used in such an aggressive way. He's done that quite a bit in his normal, in inverted commas, speaking with Chris, wasn't it? Yeah. He's very condescending, I, f I find, and presumptuous. We're not stalking you, honestly, mate. Yeah. He got his, he got his knob out. 
Yeah, I mean, Har- Harrison could have done him for that. What a state to get in. You know how I have that thing that I can picture all almost all of the characters as the actors, mm. except for Tracy, who I picture as Julia Davis in Nighty Night. And yeah. I've got a problem with Harry as well. I mean, I, I never watched um, Don't Blame the, the Vicar or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> please, midwife, don't don't shag the vicar. I, don't, don't call a midwife. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah I'm not going there. I've now got a problem with Harry. I picture him as Matthew Wright, the guy that used to do the Wright stuff on Channel 5. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do know who you're talking about. I don't picture him like that. That's interesting, isn't it, how people conjure up these images? I think it's a similarity in the voice. He's slightly sneery. When we're finished here, go and watch a clip of the Wright stuff. The one I would recommend is uh, a friend of a friend rang in once and managed to get through on air and said that David Cameron shouldn't be running the country because he stuck his cock in a pig's mouth. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. It's routinely celebrated on my mate's Facebook that it's her friend that got through and did that. Is it captured on vid, YouTube or something? I'm 100% sure it's on YouTube, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's quite a smarmy, annoying character, isn't he, Matthew Wright? So I can see why you've put the two together in your mind. So what's going on with Harry then? Why is he, are we led to believe he's just a little bit of a bad drunk this won't be the first time this sort of thing has happened well, it's unlikely isn't it no and it was sold early on that he doesn't really drink because he's athletic and he's mm. watching his figure etc but maybe the reason maybe he just has some kind of functioning alcoholism or he after his accident he hit the bottle hard maybe not mm-hmm. to the extent that alice did and his wife didn't want to be around him anymore and maybe that's why Mummy Chilcott said you can't be with her. Celtic underscore Ray or Celtic underscore Ray on Twitter today tweeted, so Harry's mum had Alice's best interests at heart. I thought yeah. that, was quite, that was quite an interest, you know, rather than the other way around, that she might be protecting Alice from Harry. I mean, she went a weird way around it. But if you know that Alice is a recovering alcoholic and Harry's recently displaying this sort of behavior maybe she'd want to keep him away from her because it will mess her up yeah it's possible because she was so cold with alice on the doorstep wasn't she maybe that's just her way of being cruel to be kind yeah harry said being hot isn't a crime (laughs) you should know that matthew (laughs) no i do i say that every time i'm arrested whenever you look in the mirror but when he started dancing outside the club he was like hey check out this new move trying to imagine what he was doing i was imagining like a chicken dance up and down (laughs) the crowd in the background it seemed to be on a bit of a loop i don't know if you noticed there was one high-pitched laugh that happened three times identically (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, slightly off-putting i did listen to it repeatedly this morning whilst i was putting um my cardo shopping away i had no idea david was a gangster because when he said to kenton regarding tony do you want me to get rid of him i'll do it quietly yeah <laughs> just set david up against the dog gang i mean he did have good intentions with kenton didn't he wanting to protect him from any dramas that's the second time you've almost given me the chance to make a joke that says good intentions <laughs> did it last week and i resisted you've done it this week and i can't <laughs> hold back any longer yeah because harry was like i've left a whole pint in there and i want it oh that's a bloody classic isn't it yeah exactly you know that when people always say that as well you know i've worked in bars and they've said that and they're like mate that pint is now flat and warm Mm. 
like you. Yeah. Being flat <laughs> and warm isn't a crime. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Harrison, props to him. He did really well. He was very calm and he coaxed him through the situation to the station. So sometimes he can be actually quite good at what he does. I remember when he was with, was it Alice? And he was really good with her mm -hmm. until she tried to snog his face off. But um, he can be quite a, what's the word? Decompress, no, not decompressor. You know, when you sort of de-escalate situations, that's it. That's it. He's the de-escalator. <laughs> Is that his wrestling name? <laughs> yes. Get ready, ready to rumble. rumble. <laughs> All, the, All way the way from, from Ambridge. Ambridge. And you just, I just got Harrison in a pair of hot pants, lace up boots, and his hat, and that's it. The de escalator. Well, he likes a costume. Did you notice that Tony did a tongue twister? Was that later when he got home with Pat or in the pub? Oh, dearie, dearie. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> he said all the cute little kittens were cowering in the corner. Oh, blimey. Well, that's a weird sentence to put in. Yeah, I am sober, honest. I can say this sentence. Kent said he wasn't drunk because he was hardly with now. Did you hear that? Yes. Yeah, there was another... I thought that might have been an, an in-joke at the moment. Kenton is housed with Monty. Oh, yes. And when Monty pounces on him, he might go, Monty, you terrible <laughs> What a film. And of course, Doodah, who plays with Nail. Uh, Richard E. Grant, is it? He's a teetotal, isn't he? He is, isn't he? He got drunk in prep, didn't he, for the movie, as far as I know. David brought Tony around, didn't he? Not due to it being his birthday, but because he'd helped with the carving. Yeah. And, then, and I did think, like, I hope you bloody paid for those, David. You know, you can imagine going, yep, this round's on me. Just like, here you go. Not, has no um, intention of putting any money in the till. Oh, well, I wouldn't put it past Dave, would you? No. When he finally does his end of the month report, it's going to be worse than the tea shop where Tom and Natasha have been helping themselves. All right. <laughs> Natasha said she'd put some money in the till for everything that her and Tom had been eating, but I wonder what she actually put. She probably put like a 20 in there, didn't she? Yes. Some old vouchers or something. <laughs> <laughs> some Morrison's vouchers. Oh, yeah. That was quite funny, wasn't it? When Harry, yeah. Harry said, oh, now, now, what is it? Is it Morris. Morrison's. I really laughed his head. The acting was good, actually. The drunken acting on both parts done well. I didn't cringe once. Good. All right, everyone. Take care. And this is probably bye for a second time. Yeah. Bye. -bye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> bye. Hang on. I am a cider drinker.